This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 574, Six Reasons This Psychologist Says Positive Psychology Is More Powerful Than Therapy. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. Did you catch that title today? Six reasons why this psychologist, meaning the one who's talking to you right now, says positive psychology is more powerful than therapy. Now, I have some basis for saying this. I have done both. For the first half of my career, roughly 15 years, I had a traditional psychotherapy practice. And now for the past 15 years, if you split my career right in half, I have switched over exclusively to positive psychology coaching. And there's a difference. There's six reasons why I think it's more powerful. And here's the first one. Circumstances are neutral. Now, when I say circumstances are neutral, I do not mean that they are easy or painless. Sometimes they're very difficult and painful. But saying that they are neutral ties right back into a very special model that I've developed around positivity. In fact, if you want a visual of this, go to liveonpurposeradio.com slash the model. All one word, the name of this podcast, liveonpurposeradio.com slash the model. And I'll put this PDF full color version of the model right in your inbox so that you can follow along and track it. You'll notice if you have a visual copy of the model that I've put what it is right on the middle of a line, a continuum really, that goes out infinitely to one side and infinitely to the other side. What it is is right in the middle. And on either side of it is something that we would judge to be better or worse. And all it means is no matter what your circumstances are, you can always. Now, my editor tells me to always avoid the word always, but I just used it. You can always imagine something better. You can come up with some element that would make whatever it is even just a little bit better. Now, is that true the other direction? You can always imagine something worse, no matter how bad it seems. So, in saying that circumstances are neutral, That's all I mean, is that here you are, whatever your circumstances are, it's always between something better and something worse. So circumstances really are neutral. I, I get to test this on myself all the time, as well as with my clients. We're dealing with a situation in our family right now where my oldest son has cancer. He's going through chemotherapy. We are doing the whole cancer journey. 
Now, could it be worse? Yes. Could it be better? Obviously. Remember, saying that it's neutral doesn't mean that it's painless. It just means it could always be worse or better by your own judgment. Okay, we'll actually come back to that in just a minute. But that's the number one reason that I think positive psychology is more powerful than therapy. Too often in the therapeutic culture, we assign way too much value to circumstances. In fact, the next one speaks to that. Here's reason number two. Trauma is universal. So that means it cannot be a special case. This is one of the circumstances that's really been latched onto by many in the therapeutic community. And I'm not saying all, but I think many therapists really view trauma as a special case. And they even form special groups. These are groups for adults who experience trauma as children, for example. Pause for a moment and just ask yourself, because I've done the same thing. I've, I've asked myself, is it? Is it a special case when someone experiences trauma? Now, I'm not making any argument to support abuse or mistreatment of any kind. Please do not misinterpret what I'm saying to mean that. I know somebody's going to write to me and say, Dr. Paul, you're saying that it's not a big deal. I'm saying that it's universal. Trauma is universal, meaning everyone experiences it. Is this true? Don't take my word for it. I want you to run it through your own filters and see if it is. Is it true that everyone experiences trauma? You have, haven't you? And everyone that you know has. This is not the time to get into some kind of a competition about my trauma is worse than your trauma. Because everyone's trauma is their own. And we all experience it. Welcome to Earth. That's how we roll here. I think we need to stop making trauma a special case so that we can address it according to the underlying principles. We all know people who have experienced trauma and triumphed in their life. We also know people who have experienced trauma and then crashed and burned in their life. What is the difference? And don't tell me it's the level of trauma because I know people who have triumphed over some pretty tremendous trauma. So that's reason number two. I promised you six for the next two reasons that positive psychology is more powerful than therapy. I'm going back to the model. Once again, go get a copy of this visual model, liveonpurposeradio.com slash the model. It'll take you right to where you can, you can get this into your inbox, a PDF of the model that I'm talking about, and you'll see visually how these next two reasons fit. So here's reason number three. Our brain is always evaluating. Now I use the word always again. I do that on purpose. Because I don't think we can turn this off. I think it's kind of like gravity. It's a principle that governs our psychology. And by evaluating, I mean judging. 
So notice this for a minute. You're constantly judging, aren't you? Yeah, you are. You judge yourself pretty harshly sometimes. You judge the people you live with, your spouse, your kids, the people in your neighborhood, your coworkers, your clients and customers. You judge the economy, the government, the weather. You're judging me. It's cool I'm judging you. We can't turn it off. I invite you to see it. It's, and I label it evaluation because that's less judgy than judging. But it's the same thing. Evaluation implies comparison with some standard. So when I was talking about circumstances and trauma, in the first two reasons, what does our brain do with our circumstances or our trauma? Well, it's constantly evaluating, judging, asking the question, is this good or bad? I don't know. I'll check. And then your brain gets busy judging and evaluating it. I'm not telling you to change this. You don't have to. I am simply inviting you to see it, that you're constantly evaluating. Now, when we get into the model, you can see that there are judgments or evaluations of our circumstances that create positive, energizing feelings. And there are judgments that create negative, captivating feelings. To say, for example, that our life is difficult. Okay, that's a judgment. Well, is it difficult? Sure. Compared to something easier, this is really hard. Could we make an argument the other way? My life is easy. And it is. Compared to something more difficult, I'll take this. Notice the energetic shift. When you choose how to evaluate something, what, are you, what you focus on, you feel. What you think about, you bring about. And that brings me right into reason number four, that positive psychology is more powerful than therapy. Reason number four is that our brain is always creating. And now I'm talking about creation of what is to be. That doesn't exist yet. We haven't created it yet. And so the only place our future creations exist now is in our mind, in our imagination of what's coming. And you don't know what's coming. How, how are you doing next week? Now, you've got some kind of an answer to that. But the truth is you don't know. Oh, you've got guesses. Yes, you do. You've got predictions. You can anticipate or expect. And you've got something to do with it. So don't forget that part. But you don't know. So all you can do is imagine. Now look at the energy. When we imagine that what's coming is even worse than what we've already got, how do we feel? This, my friends, is anxiety. That's 30 years of clinical experience right there in a nutshell. Anxiety is caused when we imagine or predict or expect that what's coming is even worse. And we don't know. So it's totally a guess. 
What happens to the energy or the feelings when we anticipate or expect or imagine or predict that what's coming is even better than what we've already got? How do we feel? Yes, that is hope. Incidentally, I'm just going to insert this, you guys, because hope is the number one preventative or curative factor for suicidal thinking and behavior. Meaning, hope saves lives. And when you understand that it's a choice that you can create it on demand, then you can understand that there's far too much unnecessary pain and suffering and even death out there in the world because people don't understand this. Our brain is always creating what we think about comes about. What we focus on, we feel. And energy always precedes the outcomes. Tune into this. Okay, reason number five. There is an underserved population in our society. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the the term psychotherapy sounds a little like therapy for psychos. And I think that's so unfortunate because there are so many people who could benefit greatly from the principles that I'm sharing with you here today. But they shy away from it because of the stigmas or the taboos. So when you think of your mental health on a spectrum or a continuum, clear over on the left end is the sick end. That's where we have diagnosis, pathology, treatment, all of that fun stuff. Well, what's on the other end of that spectrum? That's what gets me excited. Now, if you go to the middle first, that's health, meaning not sick. So you could be sick in bed with a fever, throwing up. There comes a time you can get out of bed. And you're not sick. But that doesn't mean you're truly fit, thriving, prospering. That's at the other end of the spectrum. So I'm putting health or not sick right in the middle of that spectrum. The folks clear over on the left end who are sick and diagnosable are getting therapy. Or at least I hope they are. The people on the high functioning end of the spectrum are getting coaching. All of the most powerful influential people that I know, and I've interviewed a bunch of them here on this podcast, all of them have coaches, mastermind groups. They have accountability partners or boards of directors that they have assembled to help them accomplish everything that they do. But what about all of us in the middle? We're not quite qualifying for a diagnosis, so we don't want to sign up for therapy, but we're not really clicking and and functioning at that highest level. I think positive psychology coaching helps us to serve this population in the middle of the spectrum. And one of the, the most fun things that I do now is certifying positivity practitioners. These are coaches, therapists, influencers, servant leaders who come to me because they feel like they have a calling to really make a difference in people's lives, but they're not sure exactly how they're going to do that. Or maybe they're lacking in the credentials that someone like I have. Um, There's still a lot that we can do. And that's a whole other conversation that I'll share more with you about later. Let's go to that reason number six. Metacognition. 
is more powerful than validation. Now, the word validation comes up in the therapeutic culture a lot. And a lot of people think that they just, they, they want that validation. It's, it's kind of like someone saying, oh, yeah, yeah, your life really is hard. And they confirm that for you so you feel validated. Uh, may I just pause again to say, yes, your life is hard, especially compared to something easier. I am not denying the pain or the difficulty that we sometimes encounter here on this earth experience where we're all sharing a planet. In my positive psychology coaching, one of the first things that I teach people is a concept called metacognition. That's a fancy psychobabble word that simply means thinking about thinking. See, cognition means thinking. Metacognition takes it up a level where you're thinking about thinking. And notice for a moment that you can do this. This is huge because metacognition creates a space. And in that space is where choice exists. Metacognition is more powerful than validation because we get to look at our own thinking. What we think about we bring about what we focus on, we feel. And that's why metacognition is more powerful than validation. I don't want somebody telling me I'm right about something that causes me misery. I want to look at my thinking and choose whether that thought serves me well or not. That's why metacognition is more powerful. I've done both, folks, over the course of a 30-year career. I've done traditional psychotherapy. I have done positive psychology-based coaching. And I feel the positive psychology approach is more powerful for at least these six reasons. I hope you found this helpful. And maybe this got some things clicking for you. Remember to get your free copy of the model that I referred to in this episode at liveonpurposeradio.com slash the model. Go grab it and let me know if you have questions about that as we move forward. I'm honored to be on your team. It is time now to go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it and leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose. <laughs>